Good afternoon. I'd like to welcome you all to the Department of Defense Bloggers Roundtable for Wednesday, April 23rd, 2014. My name is William Selby with the Office of the Secretary of Defense Public Affairs, and I'll be moderating the call. Today, we are honored to have as our guest Mago Grady from the Office of Deputy Office of the Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense, Military, Community, and Family Policy, and Manager of the Spouse Education and Career Opportunities Program. Uh, a note to the bloggers on the line, please remember to clearly state your name and or organization in advance of your question. Please keep your phones on mute if you are not asking a question, and we also ask that you please keep your questions succinct and to the point. Um, with that, Ms. O'Grady, if you have an opening statement, the floor is yours. Well, thank you very much. Well, I'm really happy to be here with you today. Uh, I just was able to um, participate in um, a panel this morning and then a wonderful um, speech by Dr. Biden and um, Mrs. Obama uh, congratulating MSEP on 60,000 hires for military spouses and um, focusing on transitioning veterans as well as military spouse employment here in Fort Campbell, Kentucky today. Roger that. Thank you, ma'am. And uh, first blogger on the line was Chrissy Johnson. You can go ahead with your question, Chrissy. Thank you. Ma'am, thank you for having me. My name is Chrissy Johnson. I'm with USAA. My first question for you is, as a military spouse who has struggled to find employment, what three actions do you feel are most important for them to take? That's a great question, Chrissy, and I was um, very happy to sit next to John DePiro from USAA today down here. So um, I, I would say for military spouses, I think the, the most important action to take is just to take some action, really understand that you have to really look for the opportunities that are available to you, and not only the opportunities, but really use all of the tools and resources that are available to you. So we're here um, today at Fort Campbell because we have a great partnership with the Hiring Our Heroes program, and this event was sponsored by Hiring Our Heroes, but within this event, we had over um, 100 employer partners who were just sitting here waiting to talk to veterans and military spouses um, about employment opportunities that were available for them. So I would say networking is a, a very important um, action to take for military spouses. We have, through our Department of Defense Spouse Education and Career Opportunities Program, um, a program that is comprehensive and allows military spouses to access career counseling from certified master's level career counselors as many times as they want throughout their service member's career. And they can access that through our military one source program. Um, they can call in anytime to access that counseling. We also have a great website, um, myseco.militaryonesource.mil. And on the MySeco website, military spouses can create a virtual career plan. They can also, um, through that virtual career plan, access all kinds of tools and resources, not only within the Department of Defense, but with all of our other partner organizations that offer uh, military spouse career resources and tools. Um, and there is also a scholarship database there. So if it's not just a career path that you're looking for, but an education path, we can offer assistance there as well. And then the last thing I would say is for military spouses who are actually looking for a job, they feel like they're job ready, um, they have already, you know, determine their value and put it into a great resume and they're, they're out there actually looking for positions. The NSEP Jobs Portal has over 160,000 jobs available on average every day, and that's at nsepjobs.militaryonesource.mil. So I think 
it's networking, it's using those tools and resources that are available for you, and then I would also say not being closed to any opportunities. I think we often focus on this portable career, whatever that career or job might be, but we're trying to get military spouses to understand that they have so many different skills across that broad spectrum of their experience that they want to develop those transferable skills that can be applied to just about any job and make that job portable. Did you get all that, Chrissy? Wonderful. Thank you so much. It was a lot. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Karen Golden, you're next. Uh, yes, thank you. Um, yes, this is Karen Golden from the Military Officer Association of America. Hi, Meg. Thank you uh, for joining us and uh, being willing to take our questions today. Um, I believe you said it was 60,000 hires. Is that correct? That is correct. Great. Congratulations. I was wondering if you could just tell us a little bit about um, – the demographics of some of those hires. Is this full-time employment, part-time employment? And um, if you have any of the information uh, about the spouses, either age, branch, or service, or um, any information you can give us um, so we can understand who these um, 60,000 employees are. Sure, absolutely. So thanks for joining us today, Karen. Moa is such a wonderful partner for us, not only part of MSEP, but part of the Spouse Ambassador Network that we have. So um, a great example of how we can partner with um, nonprofit, private, and federal organizations to help military spouses. So the 60,000 hires that we have really go all the way across a very broad spectrum. The challenge that we have in trying to um, create a solution to the challenges of military spouse employment is really addressing that huge broad spectrum of military spouses that we have. We have military spouses who are entry level, who may not even have started or completed their education, all the way up to military spouses, 10% of whom actually have an advanced degree. And we know that military spouses are very well educated. 85% of them have some college. So when we look at our military spouse employment partnership, we try to access organizations with a very broad range of opportunities available. So today at the, um, at the event, Dr. Biden was able to highlight one of our military spouses who is actually a registered nurse. She works for Humana. Um, she's been with her, um, he's a soldier, uh, her soldier, through eight moves and I think almost 17 years. And so she's been able to achieve that credential, and her work with Humana is 100% telework. So we're really trying to look for organizations that offer not only that type of flexibility and the opportunity to have a job that you can move with you, whether it's virtual or telework or just a variety of positions across the globe, but also um, a company that is helping our military spouses further their skills. So Jessica Patrick, who is the military spouse who we highlighted today, is actually going back for her master's with assistance from her employers. So when we bring these employers into the partnership, we ask them, not only do you have jobs available, but what types of jobs are there? Where are those jobs? How many employees do you have? Um, what kinds of extra benefits or additional benefits do you have for military spouses? Is there child care? Do you have tuition assistance? Do you have scholarship programs? So they really do, they range very, very broadly from retail positions to positions in technology to engineering positions with um, a partner like Northrop Grumman. Great. Thank you. You're and, welcome. And uh, Karen Jowers, you're next. Hi, Meg. So hi, Karen. Hi. Um, 
In, in terms of the career field, I know you talked about uh, re retail, engineering, technology, but what are the most common career fields where folks were hired? We have, well, and, and again, across the partnership, we have a very broad, um, we have a very broad range. We do know from the research that we've done with military spouses and the tools and the data that military spouses, the tools that they use and the data that they give us um, through the program, that generally the um, top, almost always the very top career field is in health services, whether that's um, a registered nurse or a certified nurse's aide, or it could be an allied health um, position. What we do recognize is that is a very, very popular um, career field, and it's almost always number one for our military spouses. And secondly, there's always education. Um, education is always in our top five. Military spouses are, um, I, I think they tend to be natural teachers. Um, education can be a very flexible um, career field, so education is always in our top five. Um, technology and business management um, kind of round out that list of those, those four out of five that are almost always in our top five. And I will tell you that that is also, it creates an additional challenge for military spouses that they tend to choose careers, and, and we want them to work in careers that they love. We don't want them just to accept a job because it's there. We want to find a way to allow them to work in those careers. So the military community and family policy um, team has a team of state liaisons that actually works with different states to assist in credential and licensing portability for military spouses. And so those military spouses um, are able to move from state to state with a healthcare profession or with um, a technology profession that might be regulated or licensed by their state, and they're able to transfer that license. And we've made great strides um, in getting over 40 states to sign on um, with some sort of portability uh, for licensure. Okay. Okay, do you, uh, we'll move on to Bianca. Did you want to ask a question, Bianca? Yes. Hi, Meg. This is Bianca Strakowski with MSDCN. Hi, Bianca. Nice to talk to you. You too. Um, so my question is a little bit out of the box. So when spouses are applying for the jobs through MSTEP, do you have any tips for them on standing out? Sometimes when they apply for a job online, they, they sometimes feel lost in the um, number of applicants. So is there anything you would suggest to them when they're filling out these applications that would really help them stand out to these employers? Absolutely. That's a great question. I would say that... Um, well, the first thing that I would say is that applying online and certainly using the portal is one tool that they have. I would always recommend networking and um, actually trying to get personally in touch with those companies that they're very interested in as well, which I think you know. But it's, um, it is very difficult these days because so many um, organizations require you to actually go through and apply online. So I would say for our military spouses, one of the things that we're really trying to do is turn around the stigma of actually identifying yourself as a military spouse. And I, as a military spouse myself, can understand why that stigma exists. But what we have done with the Military Spouse Employment Partnership is we have found 228 companies who say, I particularly value your skills because you're a military spouse. And so when you write that cover letter and you have looked to see that that is one of our partners, I would recommend that you let them know in your cover letter, you know, 
I am applying for this job because I found you through the Military Spouse Employment Partnership. I, I appreciate the fact that you value military spouses and then go on from there with a cover letter. So I would absolutely recommend identifying yourself. I think, you know, 10 years ago, we could have said that the, the workforce wasn't nearly as mobile as it is now. But even on the civilian side, there are many, many people who move very often with their jobs. So the fact that a military spouse has several jobs within um, a period of time isn't necessarily as stigmatizing as it used to be. And I really do recommend do your homework, find out if that employer that you want to work for is a part of either our partnership or any other um, partnership that values veterans and military spouses. It, it could be hiring our heroes. Um, it could be the 100,000 jobs mission through J.P. Morgan Chase. But look for those companies who have identified themselves to say, I value military spouses, and then say, I'm a military spouse, and then this is what I bring to the table. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And uh, back around to Chrissy. Thank you. Uh, my second question would be, um, since you, you followed through with a lot of companies, like you mentioned J.P. Morgan Chase and, and how well they're doing, out of the companies that you've already mentioned, what companies are doing spouse hiring the best and why? Well, that's a great question, Christy, and it's almost like saying who's your favorite child because they're all doing such a, such a wonderful job for us. Um, I would say that. So uh, J.P. Morgan Chase is one of our, our newer partners. And what we love about them, what their particular value is, is they have this 100,000 jobs mission. And they're able to not only bring to the table jobs and employment for spouses through their company, but they've decided to be a leader in this space and bring together um, more than 100 other large companies who have those jobs. And so through them, we can access 100 other companies. So I think um, organizations and companies who are doing things like that are very, very valuable for us because they allow us to expand our reach into um, other industries as well as into the communities where military spouses live and work. Um, again, Humana, obviously, they're, they're doing a great job. AT&T, Verizon, those are some of our really large companies um, who are working very, very well with military spouses. Um, USAA is a fantastic company, obviously. They're, they're doing a lot of work in this space. Um, so, I, I mean, you could look at any of the MSEP companies that we have, and I will tell you that they've, they've been selected to be part of the partnership, and it is a selective process. They've been selected because they have some um, particular value to bring to the military spouse career field. So it'd be really difficult for me to name them all today, but I would say go to our MSEP jobs portal. Um, each of our companies actually has a page their own page that they can create into the portal and take a look at, at what some of the, the companies are doing. I think they're all doing some really fantastic things for military spouses. Wonderful. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And we'll go back to uh, Karen Golden. Um, yes, thank you. I have a follow-on question um, regarding the most common career fields. Um, you said there's type five top fields, Meg, and I have health, education, technology, and business management. What would be the fifth field? So it's really interesting that fifth field is very variable. Um, and, and I can tell you what I have seen as we track it. And we actually track that every week um, at, from the spouses that participate in our program. 
so it, it varies, but I can tell you a few of the um, industries and fields that have shown up there. Um, the fitness in industry is very, very popular with military spouses. Um, you'd be really surprised, possibly, that veterinary services is incredibly popular um, with military spouses. Um, the engineering field, and whether that is engineering at a professional level or uh, contributing on a skilled labor level, is also very popular. Um, communications tends to be popular as well with military spouses, although I'm surprised that I don't see that more often. But those are ones that I've seen kind of fill that fifth slot. But it is interesting to see that this slot is not always the same. It's, um, it, it tends to vary. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. And Karen Jowers? Hi. No more questions at this point. And Bianca? My last question would be, do you have any suggestions on following up after the application? That is a great question, Bianca. Um, absolutely. I, I would say, um, you know, the, the first part before you even apply is to really prepare. And as much preparation as you can do, then the better you're able to follow up in the end. So um, I would start with the preparation piece just to get that in there is that we have mentoring programs. You can go on eMentor and find other military spouses or professionals in the companies that you're actually applying to so that you can do that research ahead of time. Um, if you can find out who their HR um, and, and in particular their military spouse or veteran um, hiring point of contact is, that's a fantastic person to be able to reach out to. So once you go through the application process, I would absolutely, um, into in the cover letter, let them know that you would like to follow up, that you'd like to discuss the position, and that you will be following up with them um, within a week or two weeks, and then really kind of follow through. So if you can find an actual person who has accepted that application, do follow up, follow up with a note or a call, and let them know that you're just checking the status um, of the application and that you're very enthusiastic about discussing your qualifications and how you can contribute to their team. So I, I think that follow-up is really, really important. And I think this also goes to how military spouses can be successful. It's, it's being open to all kinds of opportunities, but that persistence piece, is really, really important. And I know it's easy to get discouraged because I've been there um, where you're applying and you're applying and it just doesn't seem to be working for you. I, I would say that persistence goes a long way. And I know so many military spouses who say, you know, if I would have gotten the job right when I wanted it, I would never be in the place that I'm in in a job that I love. So do know that, um, you know, it, that persistence will actually pay off in the end, and and you'll be able to find that work that you love. But I, I do know it can be discouraging. So the follow-up piece is very, very important. And network, network, network. If there's a position you're really, really interested in, talk to all the contacts that you possibly know who might have some connection with that position so that they can tell you about it or they can refer you or they can even provide a reference for you. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And uh – before we start back around, did anybody else have any follow-up questions? Roger that. Well, uh, I, I'd thank, like to thank everybody for their questions. There's been some excellent questions. Uh, Ms. O'Grady, thank you again for your time. Did you have any closing statement you'd like to make? 
Sure. Thank you. Well, I would like to say thank you to all of you. Um, you know, I've, I've talked to all of you in different venues at different times before. I really appreciate the opportunity to continue to share um, all of the programs and partnerships that we have. Um, again, I'm really happy to have the opportunity to share our success with you today, our 60,000th hire, but we're not even close to finished. We have so much more to do, and we'll continue to grow the program. We are still a young program, just about um, three, and a, uh, three and a half years old, and still looking to do more and grow the partnership and grow the opportunities and um, resources for military spouses. So thanks very much for having me today. Thank you again, ma'am. And once again, uh, after today's call, I will be posting an audio file of this on DOD Live under the blogger link. Thank you, everybody, again, for your time and your questions and your comments. This concludes today's call. Feel free to disconnect at this time.